tying their opinions into a single narrative. Raza Femi in 60 Minutes. As promised, it is five minutes exactly after seven. Now joining me on the line, it is the MEC of Health in the province of Pumalanga, Ms. Sasegandi Manzini, to tell us more about the vaccination program in the province. MEC, good evening and thank you so much for your time. Evening to you, Musa, and to the listeners of Rise FM. Thank you, MEC, for affording us this opportunity. Now, MEC, it is almost a year and a half since the first case of COVID-19 was reported in the country. Now, could you maybe kindly share with us, MEC, how many positive cases and deaths, you know, if you put in effect the 18 months of states, uh, I mean, in the province of Pumalanga so far, where are we sitting, MEC? Uh, I can indicate that uh, so far we have uh, 98,983 positive cases. And out of that, 90,246, which is 92%, have fully recovered, meaning that uh, they are now uh, at home. Uh, they managed to fight a good fight in terms of uh, COVID-19, and they're back to the community. But unfortunately, in terms of death, uh, we, are rec- we have recorded 1,583. May their soul rest in peace. Mm. But currently, as I'm speaking, we have got 6,467, which is a serious concern for us because we are looking at the numbers that are increasing uh, across uh, the province and across the three districts. Uh, because if you can look at week 25, we had 4,361. And uh, also uh, uh, that on its own now in, in week uh, 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 26, we have increased uh, to 6,467, of which is a serious concern for us as a province. Mm. Now, you know, while we're still on the, you know, the numbers, MEC, I mean, it was quite comforting to realize that at the beginning of the, the, the pandemic, you know, the healthcare system in the province was able to, you know, handle and respond to the pressures that came with COVID-19 pandemic. Now, can you kindly maybe tell us, uh, you know, how did the province manage to handle this pressure? Of course, through the guidance of the Premier, who from time to time uh, was able to coordinate key stakeholders uh, to work with us because when you want to deal with COVID-19, Musa, it is not a government thing. Mm. It is a behavioral change that all of us as the uh, the people of the province must work together. The people of South Africa must work together. Hence, our approach uh, was that uh, we need to work with traditional leaders, religious leaders, mm. all key stakeholders and the, the community of Molang, of which we did very well, uh, as we are indicating that uh, they managed to uh, observe the health protocol. They managed to uh, adhere to the regulations in the different levels. And that really assisted us in a province. And it, it, it is, was uh, something that we need to maintain. Even now, as we look at the number increasing, I still believe that what we did in the first, second wave uh, as a province, also media, mm. you drive a very good uh, communication for our people from time to time when you open the radio, the TV. It was about COVID-19, and we really appreciate that. It shows that working together, indeed, we can do more. Without a doubt, MEC. In case you just joined us, we are in conversation with the MEC of Health in the province of Pumalanga, Ms. Sasegani Manzini. We're talking about the vaccination program in the Department of Health. Now, MEC, the the president, right, uh, has, has locked the country in a number of occasions with the aim of curbing the spread of the virus. In your honest opinion... Do you think the lockdown have assisted this province in reducing the numbers of possible infections in our province? Definitely. Uh, you know, when you are under the influence um, uh, of alcohol and when we are everywhere, uh, because one of the things that the president closed was the issue of alcohol, 
of which I know people will fight with me. They love alcohol. <laughs> but that mm. is something that, as a department, I always say unapologetically. So that when the president closes liquor for us, it's a bonus because the, the number of accidents are reduced. Mm. Those that are stepping each other. In fact, uh, Musa, to be honest with me, is it possible to drink while putting a mask? It is difficult. Extremely so difficult, yeah. Drunk, to continue to observe that protocol. So for us, uh, closing uh, the country, it assists us so that even uh, in terms of uh, movement, in terms of uh, uh, gathering, especially gathering, we know something that is of serious concern to us, funerals. Mm. Uh, mm. The numbers, if they are reduced to 50, I know in terms of our culture, we love to, to be together in terms of difficult times, mm. but the 50 for us is something that will assist, in, assist us to keep the spread of the virus. We love our people, and I always say to people, if you love your relative and there's a funeral, you must not go there. By not going there, you love them because mm. you don't have to spread COVID. You can bury today, tomorrow you're burying another relative of which you don't want to see that. So really, to, to us, it has assisted us, and we hope that during this time, we'll be able to also prepare uh, in terms of if the numbers are increasing. Because, Musa, uh, if uh, the numbers are increasing, you, it will increase in, t- in terms of number of hospitalization, uh, meaning that you know that generally we don't have enough uh, hospitals yes. and it has uh, to be able to cater for the population of Mbumalang. Uh, if everyone wants to be uh, positive and needs to be hospitalized. So, especially now that also, uh, as a province, also the Delta, uh, it, it, we've also seen that it has, was detected in the province. So, that on its own is a problem because it is, it, it is said that uh, it spreads, uh, it, it's highly transmissible and also more than uh, the other variants and of course, possible risk of re- reinfection. So, we don't want that. Hence, we are saying the health, what is good about COVID-19, Mosa, is that you can prevent yourself by observing the health protocol and staying at home if you don't have to go anywhere. Now, MEC, I'm glad that you've touched on the Delta question. Now, I mean, the last family meeting of the president, um, you know, the president made us aware of, you know, the Delta uh, vi- variant or virus that is on, on our shore. Now, I'm glad that you've also mentioned the fact that, you know, it has now been uh, you know, you know, reported. Now, the question I'd like to pose to you, MEC, is that, you know, have we had any case of Delta in the province? And if so, um, what does it mean now? Does it mean that the province is officially on third wave of the pandemic? Yes, but uh, remember the third wave and the Delta, they are two different things. But I can confirm that uh, we have detected uh, the Delta uh, in the province and uh, hence, but we are still waiting for the report to indicate exactly where in the province because it's not the whole province. National is monitoring uh, in terms of where is it, but now we are waiting for the full report to indicate which district and which municipality that uh, what it was detected uh, in, in, in this province. So that is a serious concern, as I've said, it is highly transmitted. Uh, transmissible uh, more than the other variants and also in terms of uh, possibility risk of reinfection so that only, only tells you that the numbers as they are increasing with the delta in the province also it will continue to, in, to, 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 to to increase and we are not even sure how it is it is going to affect our people meaning that as i've indicated we might run off, out of bed but still what is key that we can do as a province is to make sure that uh, uh, and also we are told that the vaccine is effective uh, in, in, as far as also the Delta is concerned. Mm. So hence that on its own, it means as we continue with the vaccine program, you can also continue the health protocol for those that have not yet qualified as to the different age and if they're not uh, uh, frontline workers uh, or essential workers. 
Now, MEC, looking at the geographical positioning of our province, Mpumalang is located at, uh, in, you know, at the borders of two neighboring countries, being the Kingdom of Eswatini and Mozambique. Now, with people entering the province on a daily basis for various reasons, now, does the Department of Health have any plan to control the possible spread of COVID-19 that may come as a result of, you know, movement, be it people having permits and all of that? But, I mean, are there any, result, or, I suppose, measures in place? Remember, port of entries are managed by national, and we can confirm that you remember we used to visit the, the port of entry. Uh, there are people who are screening uh, and making sure that uh, uh, of late also we're looking at your tests so that people who are come in are not uh, uh, COVID-19 positive so that they come in and infect other people. So that uh, measure national, of course, will continue to do that so that uh, also, because you are correct, uh, some of uh, Mozambique and uh, and the entanglement is, is like Ngomazi, uh, it's like Harsibande mm. from the other side. So indeed, what happens in Mozambique and Tanzlet concerns us as a, prov- as, a, as a province and also as a country. Hence, we'll continue to make sure that we, the, the board, at the border, uh, proper screening are done so that uh, we minimize and those that uh, will be found to be positive, they are not allowed in the country. Same also from us as a province and also as a country so that we don't infect Mozambique and Maputo, uh, Mozambique and President people, if they are those that are positive. Uh, so managing the borders is something that we are working very closely with national to make sure that from time to time we don't spread uh, the, the COVID-19 to the different uh, 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 countries and also they don't spread to us as a province and as a country. If you just joined us, we're in conversation with the MEC of Health in the province of Mpumalanga, Ms. Sasegande Manzini. That's just gone 14 minutes exactly after 7. Now, MEC... On the inception of the the COVID-19 pandemic, I mean, one of the challenges in this battle against COVID has been the shortage of health professionals in our public hospitals. Now, has there anything been done so far to ensure that we have adequate staff, uh, you know, that can be able to deal with the challenges brought by this pandemic? Uh, Musa, hence I was saying, working together with our communities in terms of keeping the spread of COVID-19 is the best way to make sure that our people are protected. You are correct. Shortage of staff was even before the COVID-19. Now it's worse because the very same human resource that we are having, we must also take them to vaccinate our people. At the same time, deal with the third wave. At the same time, making sure that they are in the different communities, screening and tracing those with COVID-19. So indeed, the human resource that we are having, we are having it can never be enough. Of course, we try, we have advertised. We have looked at our database that we used previously to make sure that we appoint as many uh, 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 professional nurses as, as we can, but we can never have enough as long as the numbers keep on increasing. We will have a challenge, but we want to ask our people to work with us so that we don't come to a point where we are seeing a running short of even human resources to assist our people in the province. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that you... St- you do mention the fact that, you know, help is needed. MEC across the country, you know, the public health care system across the country is understood to be under, you know, tremendous pressure. And, you know, maybe sooner would be unable to take more patients due to the increase of cases. How's this, the, I mean, how's the situation right here in the province, uh, particularly in our public health care, uh, you know, uh, system? Are we still coping and are we able to handle the pressure brought by this pandemic? Yes, so far we are handling it uh, very well, but of course I'm, I'm told that private sector, they're now starting to run out of bed, of which it tells you that it means now we must take more people into the public uh, sector. But of course, as I've indicated, that uh, we'll continuously work with the private sector also to try and make sure that 
uh, because that is on more site means other services must be stopped so that we can cater for more emergencies as co- as far as COVID-19 is concerned in terms of the, uh, the, the, the the critical bed and also your, your your ICU in the different hospitals. So indeed, we don't want to go there where we are unable to cater for our people, but already if it's starting the private sector, it tells you that there's now a challenge. Hence, we want to ask our people to continuously observe their protocol so that we are able to manage uh, the lives of the people of the province in a manner that they deserve and provide quality health care service during these difficult times. Now, earlier on, let me see, you alluded to the fact that, you know, the vaccine, uh, well, vaccination program has also begun in the province and is doing very well. Now, we know that in the country, you know, the, the vaccination has taken, you know, phases, you know, of which we've just concluded the one, or, or is still continuing, the one of, you know, the elders. And also recently, we, you know, the focus has been on the Department of Education staff, including the educators, the non-teaching staff and the SGP. Uh, members, can you give us maybe a progress report, MEC, in 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 relation to the vaccination program in our province? Hey, of course, as a province, uh, we, we are doing. Uh, we can say that we are doing fairly well. Remember, we started with uh, those uh, our elderly people above the age of sixty. In in total, they are around three hundred thirty-three thousand. But we have seen one hundred thirty-six thousand, one hundred eighty-nine. But what I've realized also is that when I do my monitoring in the different sites, mm. you'll find that uh, more elderly people are no longer coming. Hence, even at the national level, we now move to say, let even those around uh, about 50 come because we, we have seen that uh, it, it is now delaying us, opening sites, and elderly people are no longer coming. It's either they are no longer there or else they, don't, they are scared of coming to get the vaccine. But so far, we have realized that. Hence, we are, we are saying, let us continue with the 50 years and above. And also... Musa, those who are 50 years and above, register and go straight to the vaccination site and get your vaccine. If you're not registered, we are also assisting people, but we don't encourage that because we know that these ones are a little bit younger. They are able to use technology and register on themselves. But they can come. We are open in all our facilities. We want to push as many people as possible. Remember, we started also with educators, now uh, SAPS. So we want to take sector by sector, but at the same time, be in the community and make sure that members of the community, so that at least we get the uh, 67% of, of people that are vaccinated in the province and in the country. Mm. Now, I mean, as much as, you know, the vaccination program, MEC, has been warmly welcomed, but I mean, there's always been an outcry that the number of people vaccinated daily is low and, 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 and very low than expected. What is your reaction to this outcry and how many people, MEC, have the Department of Health uh, planning and planned to vaccinate per day in trying to maybe speed up this process? As I've indicated that uh, uh, we started with those above 60 years, there's no places because in terms of the criteria, Musa, they were saying 60 years and above. So we'll go there and other people will not come. Mm. And then it, it becomes difficult because we can't even force them. Remember, it is voluntarily. We are not even sure whether they, they don't want to come or not, but we are working very closely with the municipalities, loud dealing and all that but also seeing that they were coming very slow, then it was it was a serious problem. We even said, let's target municipalities and quite a while so that we create a vibe that we are in this municipality, all the different wards, so that we are able to get more people. But now we have created a national level that, no, let's rather move towards the 50 years so that we don't wait for elderly uh, people above 60 and they're not coming as much as I want to continue with them, but at least let us introduce those above 50 years, maybe then we'll have more people so that we don't get a, a, a low turnout in the province while we do have got vaccine, but the, the turnout is very low. Mm. Now, MEC, as your parting shot, it's 
it's always, I mean, it has almost been 18 months since the first case of COVID uh, was reported in our country. What is your message to the people of our province and those who are losing hope and beginning to despair as COVID-19 cases get worse and the nation seems to be losing the battle? Uh, I want to say that uh, as a government of today, we are a caring government. Hence, uh, we make sure that uh, with the limited resources that we are having as a government, we don't say we don't have money, therefore people must die. We are trying everything possible to make sure that the lives of our people are saved. Hence, we see in terms of our criteria, we are starting with those that are more vulnerable so that we save lives. And also, as far as COVID-19 is concerned, you are seeing that we are not even asking any person in South Africa, how much do you have? Can you pay? Any person who's, who's, uh, who's uh, meeting the requirements as to the criteria is able to get the vaccine. But also to make sure that don't be scared of the COVID vaccine. The vaccine is safe. We've taken the vaccine. We are fine. Nothing uh, is happening to us. In, instead, we are safer. Encourage our people, the 50 years and above, to make sure that uh, as from tomorrow they must go to the vaccination site, register, and get their vaccine so that more people are in our different uh, vaccine. There's nothing painful more than to open a, a vaccination site, but people are not coming. Uh-huh. So work with all of you and even in your media, please assist us in terms of telling our people that, in fact, now we are at a community level. In almost all the villages, we are there. Uh, where it's closer to the people so that people don't have to spend money to go and get the vaccine. But uh, always continue with their health protocol, wipe their hands, uh, sanitize, and put on their mask, social distance, and more than anything, at state home gatherings are closed, funerals, super spreaders, let us avoid uh, going to those uh, crowded places so that we can all be safe as a province. MEC, thank you so much for your time. Really, I've appreciated it, and have a great evening, further. Thank you very much, Musa, to you and to the listeners of Rice FM. In case you just joined us, that was the MEC of Health in the province of Pumalanga, Mesosigani Manzini. This broadcast was brought to you by the Pumalanga Provincial Government, Pumalanga, the place of the rising sun.